Welcome to Hakol Radio's Top 3 segment, where we discuss the top three news stories of the day. Hakol Radio, powered by the Muncie Mavasser and broadcasting live from Schlerko Studios in Muncie, New York. Number 1 A flight from Israel to the Russian Republic of Dagestan on Sunday, October 29th was forced to divert from its intended destination after pro-Palestinian protesters stormed the airport, seeking to attack the Israeli arrivals, according to multiple reports. According to local media outlet Visegrad 24, a lynch mob stormed the airport in Dagestan, Russia, going from plane to plane looking for Jewish passengers. Eventually, the mob was contained by local police and the airport was closed down. Dagestan's Ministry of Health said more than 20 people were injured, with two in critical condition. It said the injured, including police officers and civilians, the local interior ministry said 60 people were detained in the unrest, and it was not clear if charges had been filed against any of them. But Russia's investigative committee said it opened a criminal probe on charges of organizing mass unrest. The plane landed at an alternate airport, but faced riots there as well, according to Channel 12. Passengers were instructed to remain inside the plane, and riot police were called to the scene to protect them. Footage showed a mob rampaging through, a, through an airport terminal after learning of the incoming flight. Russian President Vladimir Putin called a meeting of top security and law enforcement officials on Monday, October 30th in the Kremlin, where he laid the blame for the unrest on, quote, outside interference. And Putin's spokesman, Dmitry Pesko, said that the meeting will discuss, quote, attempts by the West to use the events in the Middle East to divide the Russian society. Russia state news agency RIA Novosti cited Dagestan Governor Sergei Melikov as saying that the unrest was coordinated in a telegram channel run by, quote, traitors based in Ukraine, with the goal of destabilizing the situation in Dagestan and fueling unrest. Following the Dagestan unrest, Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu's office said Israel expects the Russian law enforcement authorities to protect the safety of all Israeli citizens and Jews, wherever they may be, and to act resolutely against the rioters and against the wild incitement directed against Jews and Israelis. Netanyahu's office added that the Israeli ambassador to Russia was working with Russia to keep Israelis and Jews safe in the region. Number 2 On October 27th, the United Nations General Assembly overwhelmingly voted to demand a ceasefire between Israel and Hamas as Jerusalem was preparing for its invasion of Gaza to root out the Islamist terror organization responsible for the brutal attack on over 1,400 Israelis in, Is in, in Israel on October 7th. Just 14 nations opposed the measure, including Austria, Croatia, the Czech Republic, Fiji, Guatemala, Hungary, Israel, the Marshall Islands, Micronesia, Nauru, Papua New Guinea, Paraguay, Tonga, and the United States. Meanwhile, multiple attempts from the United, Na United States and others to pass a resolution to condemn the Hamas attacks were thwarted at the UN by China and Russia, who used their veto power as permanent members of the Security Council to block the condemnation of the terrorist group. Responding to the apparent anti-Israel bias at the UN on Shabbos, October 28th, Czech Defense Minister Jana Shirkanova said that, in my opinion, the Czech Republic has no place in an organization that cheers on terrorists and does not respect the fundamental rights to self-defense, declaring that the Czech Republic should get out. Exactly three weeks ago, she said, Hamas murdered over 1,400 Israelis, more victims for their population than the terror Islamist organization Al-Qaeda murdered in the U.S. on 9-11. And only 14 countries, including ours, 
have spoken out clearly and understandably against this unprecedented terrorist attack perpetrated by Hamas terrorists. I am ashamed of the UN, she said. The Czech Defense Minister doubled down on her condemnations of the United Nations on Sunday, October 29th, writing that the presence of hostile nations such as Iran and Russia, as well as states with which violate human rights, such as Afghanistan, North Korea, Syria, Mauritania, undermines the UN Charter, and therefore the very purpose of the institution itself. And with China and Russia having a veto over expelling any nation from the international body, the process is meaningless, she said. What is the use of an organization that cannot use even the few principles and possibilities it has and cannot apply them without the consent of the dictators? The Czech defense chief concluded by saying that she had often wondered about how the world refused to believe the horrors committed in concentration camps by Nazi Germany during World War II, but said that perhaps it wasn't the case at all, saying that rather than refusing to believe the atrocities, a part of society apparently wanted to get rid of the Jews. Anti-Semitism has spread deeply throughout the world, including the United Nations. They trust terrorists, but they don't trust a country that has been protecting the backs of Western civilization for many years in the Middle East. It's an absurd world, Cherkanova said. It is completely incomprehensible to me that no one is calling for a fundamental reform of the organization, which long ago turned from a peacemaker into a hammer against Israel. Number three. Three weeks after Hamas's deadly massacre, Israel is still struggling to identify its dead, not only because of the size and scope of the surprise multi-pronged terrorist attack, but also due to the sheer brutality carried out by thousands of Hamas terrorists. At the Shura army base on the outskirts of the central Israeli city of Ramla, bodies and body parts of the deceased continue to pile up this week, still arriving from the country's south in refrigerated trucks. At the base, army personnel and volunteers, as well as religious authorities officiating the delicate process, described seeing atrocities reminiscent of the Holocaust, imagery not often invoked in a country whose foundations grew out of the Nazi genocide against the Jews in World War II. In normal times, the Rabbanim on the base deal with dead soldiers, but this time it's abnormal, said Colonel Rabbi Chaim Weisberg, head of the Army's rabbinical division on the Shura Army Base. Here we have identified hundreds of bodies, and there are still many more waiting to be examined, he said. Rabbi Weisberg described how some of the bodies were so badly burned that regular DNA testing was useless. In many cases, dental forensic teams were called in and forced to track down the personal dental records of the victims. In some extreme cases, even those, met even those methods have not been effective. Along with the more than 1,400 people murdered in the attack and an additional 239 now confirmed by the Israeli army as being held captive in Gaza, a further 100 people still remain missing. Families, including those who have hoped their loved ones might be still alive, even if they are being held hostage by Hamas, are being informed all the time that their relatives are in fact among the dead. Speaking at Shura, Rabbi Weisberg described in graphic detail the atrocities he discovered, far too graphic to be detailed in this report. When you think about evil, you realize it is beyond comprehension when you see what this terror organization did, he said. In addition to the army personnel and the religious figures on site, there's also a team of female volunteers tasked with cleaning the bodies of murdered women. The group is part of a unique military reserve set up over a decade ago to deal with female combat soldiers who were killed in action. They wanted to have women who could deal with the burial and identification procedure so that it wouldn't fall on young male soldiers and in order to protect the privacy of young women. This is coming from Shari, one of the volunteers who could not be named due to military guidelines. 
Shari said the group was specially trained by the army for a mass casualty event, but it was not until October 7th that they were actually called up for service. Since then, she said the unit has been working around the clock and will continue until the job is done. Thanks for tuning in to the Top 3 segment live on Hako Radio and have a great day.